welcome to the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. Hello. <laughs> don't, know. don't know anymore. I don't know if I like these short, succinct hellos. The songs days. were going too long and also I'd run out of songs. <laughs> welcome to the midweek episode where we talk news and reviews. Yes, indeed. News and reviews. Uh, did you want me to add been, anything more to that? I don't know. I didn't know if you had anything else. It's been one it's been week a little since while. I heard that song or whatever it was. <laughs> Are you trying to quote the bare naked ladies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's why I stopped doing the music intros. (laughs) So I couldn't remember the lyrics to bare naked ladies songs. Uh, It's been a little while since we've done one of these. Yes, that's true. 2016. Post Christmas blues. It was a whole year ago we did one of these. (laughs) The Um, listeners should know that I just looked at you very questionably. Scornfully, I think. Uh, Yeah, so welcome to the new year of news and reviews. Yeah, so... um, I mean, some of the news, I believe, may be old news, but hey. But hey, well, we have nothing but current. (laughs) We are nothing but current. (laughs) Um, So yeah, should we start with news? Let's Uh, do it. What have you got for me, news trigger? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Christmas Day. That was a day. And guess what happened on that day? I don't know what. Alien trailer got released. Oh, of course. Strangely, not not a film that you were putting your most anticipated. No, because I chose to speak about Kong Skull Island because Jacob from Jump Cut annoyed me one day, <laughs> and that's all it was. You've made a you've made your bed. You know, I've made need a to claim, in it. and I believe it to be true. And you know what? I'm fairly confident it is. I remind everyone true. once again. You said Kong Skull Island will be better than any Star Wars ever made. Yeah. You also once accidentally said better than any film ever made. But I, I think you. Did I? Yes. No. No. I said better than any Star Wars film ever made. Sure. I can't have said better than any film ever made. You did, but I think you backtracked very quickly. All right. Well, Jacob from Jump Cut, you owe me a drink. <laughs> Put that into the bargain as well. That drink will be a victory sip. <laughs> any specific drink? The blood of Star Wars from a cup made out of. Monkey and Prosecco. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, what did you think? Because obviously this is something that you are. Oh, actually... the alien! I forgot that we were talking yeah, about that. But you are uh, actually excited for. Was there like I haven't seen Kong Skull Island yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks good. It's not much there. But... Did you think the trailer showed too much? Uh, sometimes, but also showed just about enough. It did show too much, but hey, uh, you've got to show more in trailers these days. Otherwise, why would anyone go to see films? That's that's this is, truth. This is a good point. Just uh, it looks like it's probably got the right feel to it, as long as it goes back to sort of Alien rather than going back to Alien Three or Alien <laughs> Cubed or Alien Threed uh, or Alien Resurrection. I want horribly CGI aliens back. The yeah. ones where you can see the rectangle of the green screen travel with the alien. Mm. Yeah, no one wants that. Just, no one wants just that. Just me. David Fincher didn't want that, and he still got it. So. <laughs> Upsetting that that was one of his first. Um, do you feel that being murdered while lovemaking in a shower? Yeah, is the way I want to die. Mm. Probably. No. Do you do you not just find that scene reminiscent of the scene from Snakes in a Plane? Uh, no, because it's handled quite well and doesn't have Taylor Kitsch in it. And then you've got this. <laughs> oh, you already said Taylor Kitsch. I can't even make that into a joke. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Kitsch is a joke. <laughs> He had a terrible John, year. John Carter got a lot of shit, but it wasn't that. Was bad. it not? No, I, I genuinely don't think it was. Was it not? 
I genuinely don't think it is. I think the problem with... I'm going to give you... Right, the problem whoa, with John whoa, 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 Carter... Whoa, hold on for a second, because I'm just going to give you Taylor Kitsch in three films. Okay, you're going to give me Battleship? Battleship, X-Men Origins oh, Wolverine, Wolverine, and John Carter, and John of, Carter Mars. of Mars. Or just John Carter, because of Mars is too And confusing. I'm not saying X-Men Origins Wolverine... Are you going to say that any of those films were... Films. Go- I'm just saying that John Carter is better than... Is it a good film? It, it's serviceable. It's serviceable. Yeah, it's not terrible. Are you sure? I genuinely believe that's true. Do you know what the problem with John Carter Mars was? Tell me what. <laughs> right. I know By the way, reviews are cancelled this week because Andy's got to spend the next half hour <laughs> digging himself out of a hole. <laughs> no, the problem with it was John Carter was the inspiration for things like Star Wars. Yeah, all modern sci-fi, yeah, basically. basically yeah. came from that story. So when it was on screen, it had been done. So when you watched it, 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 didn't seem, it didn't seem original. But they couldn't have done it early because you need that budget. But, the problem it, but was, it's not a case of the budget they gave it, original. it made it seemed fake. But the problem is, there's nothing technically wrong in that film. It works as a I'm film. I'm going to give you Taylor Kitsch as being wrong in that film. <laughs> but, you know, it. the problem is, it doesn't really work to an extent. Okay. But it's not as bad as... Basically, people were there like, oh, this is a travesty of cinema. You know, this is what cinema is these days. It's the worst film ever made. But it's not. They were much worse. No one said it was the worst film ever made. A lot of people did. The worst film ever made? Yeah, a lot of them haven't seen Entourage at this point. <laughs> oh, very true. Okay, fine. But no, I think it got a lot of shit that it didn't deserve. And I've seen it a couple of times now. And I think, you know, it, it's not good, but it's not terrible. You know, there were definitely worse films. And I think there were worse films in that year. Okay. Like, if Battleship came out in that year, there's one. Okay. Well, okay. There you go. All right. So Disney have finally been redeemed by you. No, because then they made Lone Ranger, and that was Doggers. Lone Ranger worse than John Carter? absolutely. John Carter worse than Battleship? Yes. No, no. no, Oh! No, 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 Battleship Battleship is worse than John Carter. Can we agree that Taylor Kitsch is terrible? Yeah, apparently he was alright in something or another, like a TV series. You keep saying things that I don't know you have the was uh, he, backing was to. Was he in True Detective? Taylor Kitsch? You think of True Blood? No, I think... Was he in True Detective the second season? The one with Colin Farrell and Vince Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughan. Was he in that? Let's say yes until we're proven wrong. Okay, well, alright, Taylor Kitsch. You're going to have a great year. <laughs> What's he got coming up? Oh, who cares? Okay. Um, a- Alien, though. Looked all right, yeah? <laughs> I forgot we were talking about it <laughs> for the second time. Yes, I- it looks good. Do you think I need to watch Prometheus before I've seen, probably, seen this? Well, probably useful, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got- bearing in mind it does directly reference events of that film. Well, I got ten minutes into Prometheus before and turned it off. That's about a ninth of the movie. <laughs> no, actually, it's longer than that. It's it's maybe a hundredth of the movie. Did you like Prometheus? In parts. Uh, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not horrible. It's it's workable, but this looks like it's going to be much more of a return to roots. So you have faith in this one? Uh, yes, tentatively. Tentatively? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a good year for sci-fi if this is good, and if Blade Runner 2049 is also good. We just don't know, though. Although and if Geostorm is also good. Geostorm can go fuck itself with a stupid <laughs> plot and it's Gerard Butler. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's the first bit of news taken care of 15 minutes into the podcast. Second bit, you've, you told me about this, so you go, you go ahead and explain Okay, it. so there's some issues with the Batman film. 
which of course we didn't expect because Warner Brothers runs so smoothly all the time. <laughs> and they never have any issues with interfering with their directors or anything. So um, sometime last year, I think it was October or something, uh, Ben Affleck gave an interview to um, a magazine or a, or a news outlet Heat. saying... Not sure it was Heat. Uh, or just saying that Heat was a DVD. Take a break. <laughs> Anyway, so he said, yeah, things are going really well with the Batman. Uh, I've got a script that I'm very happy with, uh, so we're going to be filming uh, in spring next year. Yeah. Q, six months nearly going by, and him talking to The Guardian and saying, well, it all depends, because if I don't have a script I'm 100% okay with, then I'm not going to do it. Being that, presuming that he's not going to co-write and direct the film rather than be in it, because I think he has to be in it mm. at this point. Um, That's what the contract's there so for. So essentially, he's saying if the script doesn't do what I wanted, if if the script isn't the script I want it to be, then I'm not going to do the film. But he had a script in October. Now he's saying there is no script. So mm. there's something that doesn't ring true about this. Uh, essentially, it seems to be a lot of fronting up to Warner Brothers and saying, if you don't let me make the movie I want to make, then I will just stop doing, you know, I won't direct and I won't write it. Mm. You know, no issue for them. They've my, done this before. My problem is the fact that it's Warner Brothers once again meddling in the situation, you know, instead of letting their creators be creative, mm -hmm. they're, you know, David Ayer had it where there was like 16 different cuts of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, and none of them were good, probably. <laughs> but, you know, there, there was a lot of things that had to go through reshoots, you know. Sure. Batman vs. Superman. Was a mess. Was an absolute mess. But, hey, I think that one was intentionally a mess from Zack Snyder. I think he wanted to make it as messy as it was. <laughs> I think he deliberately set out to make the least sensical plot he was could. It, was it you who turned around and said the other day that... Um, you regular if Ben Affleck goes and decides he doesn't want to direct this, then just get Zack Snyder in because he's their go-to. Why man. wouldn't they? He's still involved. He's he's an executive producer on the yeah. Batman. He's near enough that it'll you know. Well, also, in. does that thing of they there's Stick with what they know. Zack Snyder really wanted to direct a Batman film all along anyway. Well, when you look at when you Golden like Goose, Man of Steel, and then Batman vs Superman, the problem the bro, bits that he wanted to do were the Batman bits in BVS. The problem is, it doesn't matter whether he stays or goes, uh, Ben Affleck for for directing. Just call him Batfleck because no, I really I I have something against that, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but anyway, is the fact that his name doesn't have any T's in it, but we're putting one there. I think that's mainly it. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't really matter whether he stays or goes because. Actually, their issue at the moment is they haven't made good films. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter about the comic book stuff, so it doesn't matter that he's a fan of source material, maybe, or that he's got a clear vision for this. The issue they've had is they haven't been able to make coherent films yet. Mm -hmm. and certainly in my eyes, I know that you know, you're much more of a fan of Man of Steel, but we can both agree that their recent efforts have been yeah. shoddy at points. All of the points during the film, <laughs> but then, you, then again, you've got two films coming out this year, and then this uh, Batman film was due for 2018. I don't think it's going to get a 2018 release now. I think it's going to be pushed back if this continues. Mm. So maybe it buys them more time to work out the kinks. <clears throat> maybe Ben Affleck walks away from it and says, "Right, I'll be in it, but I don't want to be associated with." It. So if it fails, it's on your back 
well, Warner Brothers. My problem that seems to be what he's saying. With my this. problem with it is that they don't have a head honcho. If you look at um, Marvel, and it, you know you shouldn't compare Marvel to the well, you should because well, you should because they're trying to do the same universe, thing. Except you, Marvel are actually doing it, and DC are fucking it. You should be able to look at them objectively and see what, how it should work in. But mm. the thing is, when you've got one working so well, you can't help but compare. And the thing that Marvel have done is they've got someone like Kevin Feige in charge, who is technically a businessman. Mm. He um, is a businessman. He has a creative aspect to him. He's obviously a fan of the stuff, but above all else, he was a producer before he even got the job that he's got now. He was a producer. What DC have done is they've got Jeff Johns in charge, and Jeff Johns um, he's is a comic book writer. Yeah, he's a writer I really respect. You know, he's written across the board. You know, he, I think he's written for Marvel as well. You know, but he knows these characters from DC so well. He's written multiple like Flash and Batman stuff. So he's definitely creative. I think he should be more of a person you go to and go, listen, this is what we're doing with our characters. Does that fit in with the ethos of those characters that the fans want to understand? He can be a consultant, sure. That's, that's but if, it, yeah. if he's going to be your figurehead, then you've got issues because you need someone who's in the movie business. You need someone who understands how the movie and business works. And I don't works. think that's Jeff Johns. And that's fun. That's where you've got troubles because apparently Ben Affleck has clashed with Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns yeah. uh, through the process. And it's because... I don't really think that's the position to put um, Jeff Johns into. You know, it's a bit like Jim Lee is an incredible comic book artist, but if you turn around to him and said, now go be a director of photography for a film, I don't think that translates. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's putting people in positions that really they shouldn't be in. Yeah. Um, and it's not taking anything away from what they're good at, because, you know, if I wanted to comic book artist, Jim Lee is your first get, because he's one of the most fantastic artists out there. But it's basically, I wouldn't expect him to do something out of his comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what Warner Brothers' problem is at the moment. That's what they're asking people to do, to work on stuff that really they don't quite understand. Okay. Which is a shame. Yeah. Because these characters should work. Good. There's no reason why they shouldn't work. You know, I think DC... We've seen Batman work. Well, DC probably have the better range in their characters. Yet to see that, though, aren't we? Exactly. Well, the stuff they talk about, these things these characters do, they're probably more interesting characters. All you've got to do is look at last year and go, right, okay, so Civil War was able to break the Billion Club, yet Batman vs Superman couldn't. What is the reason behind that? If your film isn't working as a film, people don't want to see it. Yes, people will go and see it because it's a Batman vs Superman film, but that will only get you so far, and it won't get you the reviews that Civil War gets you. Mm -hmm. Because Civil War was well constructed and well thought out. Batman vs Superman wasn't. If you're going to continue in that vein, don't ever expect to challenge Marvel. Make good movies before you make a franchise. Yeah. Basically. But yeah, ho- hopefully it all works out well. I hope that basically Ben Affleck stays on board and they get it working and Ben Affleck's allowed to write the film that he wants to write. Mm. And hopefully that's good. But should we go into reviews anyway? Well, it ties in nicely because, to the, yeah. first, the first review of the year. So, Live By Night is out this Friday. Uh, it's the new um, Ben Affleck film, directed, written, produced, starring, you know, he, he like, he's the modern-day Charlie Chaplin. That's basically <laughs> what people say about him. Um, ben Affleck's directed a lot of films that I really enjoy. You know, he's directed The Town, Gone Baby Gone, uh, Argo, and then also This Has Happened. So, Live By Night is his attempt at telling a gangster story, and it's adapted from uh, from a novel, uh, which I have not read, so I don't know how closely it sticks to it. And yeah. you know, what I will say is, you know, it's it's an epic. It follows a gangster who's in Boston and then moves down to Tampa in Florida because 
there are things that happen there that mean he has to go there. I'm not going to spoil anything, really. Mm-hmm. But, you know, plot devices mean he has to move to Tampa. So he moves to Tampa and starts running things there and basically becomes the head of his operations in that area. And then it's all about him trying to maintain that and trying to work out whether this is the life that he wants or whether this is the life he's just been forced into and, you know, mm-hmm. juggling personal life and professional, if you can call it that, in terms of sort of smuggling rum and stuff in Prohibition-era America. The problem I have with the film is many. So the problems I have with the film are the plot is plodding, it doesn't do anything really for me, and there there were maybe five-minute chunks where I was engaged, but then there was a huge 25-minute gap where I wasn't engaged at all, Mm -hmm. and I just felt... I'm bored. There's nothing here that's interesting, and it's not the sense. It's not the thing where if you make a slow film, it's going to be boring. That that is not true. You have made a slow film that is boring. This is the problem with well, this yeah, film. You, you can have a slow burner that still is good. Like that Ten Cloverfield Lane, for example, last year. Yeah, well, that's all about slow, tension. It's a and fairly it's, slow yeah. moving film. Though. You haven't got big action set pieces in that film. You've got moments interspersed within quite slow moving stuff. But they've they've planned that one out and it works well. This one just feels like he's got lost in trying to tell the story. And for me, it's it's very familiar source material for him because it's telling similar stories as he's told before in things like The Town and Gone Baby Gone. But he he's sort of unlearned how to tell those stories. Yeah. That's an issue. You shouldn't be able to forget how to make a good film when you're dealing with similar subject matter. So... The issue for me with that is, right, you've got to have something else has got to be there to make sure that it works. Because if it's a slow and boring film, that's okay if you can save it through other means. If your action set pieces are spectacular, maybe. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there's a couple of shootouts in, which are quite exciting, I guess. Yeah. But half the time, I'm just going, I don't even care what happens to this character. So. There's issues across the board. He is below average in this film. He puts in the most sort of uninterested and one-dimensional performance that I've seen in a film this year. I know it's only early in the year. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the, the, the saving grace of the film, if there is one, is that there's a couple of supporting performances which are very good. Zoe Saldana is quite good in it. Uh, Sienna Miller continues her run of being in good, well, being good in films. Yeah. She's not always in good films, as proven by Live by Night. Uh, Chris <laughs> Cooper plays uh, a sheriff who's uh, the most interesting character within it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other issue I have with it is that the the final act plays out in a very grand way and then ends with a moment that could be ended probably about two or three minutes earlier than it is. Yeah. And have some ambiguity to it rather than force feeding you a very sort of, um, it's, it's got it in its head that it needs to do this message and it doesn't. And I think there's a moment where you can stop it. And I don't want to say anything in case people are going to go and see it, but there's a moment you can stop it about five minutes, maybe before the end where Chris Cooper is there. Yeah. And just before the thing that happens, happens, stop it. That's what I'm going to say. There's a thing that happens, and you just stop it. 
it's not good. <laughs> it's the worst film I have seen this year. And that's, you know, that's quite remarkable for a Ben Affleck film. So maybe it's best that he leaves the Batman. Maybe he doesn't <laughs> need to direct that. Maybe we should give it to Snyder. Because, no, this is not worse than Batman vs. Yeah. Superman. But it is a bad would, film. Would you recommend it? Absolutely no. <laughs> I would recommend it for... There are a couple of good performances in it. For completionists. Gleason pops up in it because oh, he's in everything. pops up in everything. Playing a father, because why wouldn't he play a father in everything? Uh, and I like Brendan Gleeson. In this, he is giving a very sort of Irish sort of... like His performance is so sort of stereotypically Boston cop. Yeah. Uh, and you just go, oh, do something more with this. And, he, and they just don't. So for me, it doesn't work. Um, the performances in it aren't enough to save it from being a bad film. Mm-hmm. So it's a shame because Ben Affleck should be making good films, as proven by his previous work. He can't now. Okay, He's done. <laughs> what should we go on to next? Uh, I'll just briefly do Manchester by the Sea yeah, as well. This, um, um, so again, this one's, this one's out on Friday this week as well. Um, Manchester by the Sea is getting a lot of Oscar hype, uh, and quite rightly so, based on what I saw. Uh, Casey Affleck. The... I genuinely thought you were just going to end it there. <laughs> Casey Affleck, the more talented of the two Afflecks, apparently. Um, he plays uh, a janitor who has moved to Boston from his hometown due to some events that happened in the past that he's trying to escape. And it's all about his brother passing on, and he has to go back to Manchester by the Sea, this hometown to confront some of those demons by means of, by way of having to look after his brother's orphan child. Mm-hmm. So it's a case of, it's a case of him going back and being given this responsibility of being the guardian to this child. He's had very little to do with, particularly in recent years, and all about him trying to work out what it is that he's running from and why he's incapable of being in that area, and also is it ever possible for him to live there again, particularly if he now has to look after this kid, and it's going to be best for the kid if he stays there, but is is, is he capable of raising the kid in that environment when he's not capable of living there mm-hmm. in his own mind? Okay. So it's a really interesting performance by um, by Casey Affleck, quite understated and... Perfectly pitched, actually. I think Kenneth Lonergan's done a really great job of, of directing Casey Affleck in this case. Uh, the script is really interesting as well, very moving at points, and funny. Very, very funny. Do you think it's worth the Oscar buzz that it's getting? Oh, without a doubt. It's Casey Affleck will win Best Actor. Yeah? I, I've got very little doubt in my mind. I mean, he won Best Actor at the Golden Globes for, for it, so I... I feel like he's a shoo-in for the award. But I have seen Stephen Amell in TMNT 2 in this Oscar He's a supporting actor, I would say. Raphael will win the nomination for <laughs> leading actor. No, I, I genuinely think that he will win it. I, it. The performance itself is so perfectly pitched. I, again, I haven't seen anything else that's going to be nominated, really, I don't yeah. think, because we're all getting that stuff now. But I think Casey Affleck's brilliant. I think the film as a whole really works for me. There's a couple of things that I'm slightly less impressed by in the sense that uh, Michelle Williams is in it as um, Casey Affleck's ex-wife. 
and is underused. It, it feels like there's more to tell with her story and they don't really do it. And that's the only thing that I would say is is my gripe with this film is that I'm quite interested in her story, mm. but actually they don't go into it enough. So that would be my only thing. But I mean, Lucas Hedges, who plays the kid, is just phenomenal as well. He's he's really, really good in the film. But it's Casey Affleck's to lose, I think, this year, yeah. judging on this performance. Really good. So, Fantastic. yes, definitely yeah, recommend that one. Fantastic. And then final film we saw, like we one we both actually seen. both saw. So let's, let's discuss this. Assassin's Creed. Which is uh, your most anticipated for 2016 and didn't come out in 2016. No. And then Mark Barrett's most, one of most anticipated for 2017. It has come out, finally. It's a film. It is a film. It's based on the um, Ubisoft games Assassin's Creed series, which didn't have a um, game released last year because of this film coming oh, out. Oh, is that what... Oh, do, yeah. is they, are they one of the ones that does a yearly release? Yeah, list? yeah. It's like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Um, Ubisoft actually have their own film division now. They built it specifically for... You know, making films like this and Rayman um, and Rayman, yeah, <laughs> those two. I know that that's a Ubisoft property, so that's why I said it. I think, Maybe. I think it is. Maybe. Ubisoft are the French developer, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Um, Watch your knowledge from Watch Dogs is Ubisoft. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Give a shit about Watch Dogs, mate. <laughs> it's all about Rayman. He's got um, no arms, but he's got hands. How does that work? <laughs> got a cracking punch on him. Um, the thing this film's all about: uh, Michael Fassbender playing. Callum Lynch, that's probably it. Cal, they call him in the film. Yeah, and it very it was very confusing for me because I was like, Cal L, is that him? And then I was like, No, that's Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. He's and uh, no, he's um, a guy. Fastbender is super. A guy of a criminal past who um, he's sentenced to death. Yeah, uh, only to wake up and find himself in a, a facility. facility where they're trying to get people to reassess their go back to their past so they can get clues to for something in the future. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Well, I didn't want to speak to you about this before. Because I didn't even realize you had seen uh, it. Because I kept quiet on it, just to just to sort of let it sink in. Because I I have very strong opinions on this film. <laughs> Look, I've been accused of not liking films. Yeah, and I, I can say that is not true. I do like films. <laughs> okay, because I really like Assassin's Creed. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I was as surprised as you were. <laughs> Okay, so Assassin's okay. Creed has has taken a, an absolute pounding from critics, right? Yeah. Most critics, I'll say that. There are some defenders. But largely people say, oh, it's terrible. I watched it. And as I was watching it, I went, why am I not hating this? Why is this <laughs> working for me? And I genuinely think it's because as long as you go in with a very open attitude to what you're seeing... yeah. You're, you're sort of okay with anything that happens during the course of the film. And I think the performances... Okay, what I will say is Fassbender's good. He, yeah, he yeah. does the job well enough. Everyone else around him sort of does their bit. Marion Cotillard, I don't... There's something about I don't agree with, but I think it sort of fits her character, particularly towards the end of the film, when mm-hmm. you find out what you find out. What I do really like about the film is that it's it doesn't suffer from the same problem that Warcraft had last year, speaking of sort of video game adaptations, in that it has the strength to say, this is part of a trilogy. We're making three films. We is have, that what it is? That's what they're doing. Okay. They're doing a three-story, the three-film arc. 
we have the confidence that we can leave it at the end of the first film, setting up for something much bigger, in a way that Warcraft sort of rushed everything into the first film, and you felt like yeah, yeah. there's so much you can stretch out, put most of that in the next film. This had the right amount of stuff going on in it, I thought, for the first film of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Because I can see where they're trying to take this. I kind of like the idea that this could well be something that produces two other films. Okay. You're surprised by this because you probably yeah. hate this film. No, I think I genuinely think it's not as bad as people made out, mm-hmm. but I still don't think it's very good. Right. What's, think, what's your issue with it? My, my main problem is, much like when I watched the Bourne films, I hate action films that cut away from the action. Mm. And a lot of the time when you've got fight scenes in this film, all the cool stuff that happens, you're like, oh, that's pretty awesome. At the same time, when stuff happens, the camera pulls away or it makes it look more frenetic just by moving the camera. Um, oh, I didn't think it suffered from that so much. I absolutely did, and it really annoyed me because there's times when in fight scenes, um, he might be swinging around in a circle instead of keeping the camera steady in one place, it would cut to another angle. Um, oh, I think it does it far less than most action films. It's not as bad as the Bourne films, but it still does it enough to annoy me, especially when the fighting style is so interesting because it's completely new and different to what they're doing in other parts of the film. I think the problem is what I thought might be an issue in this film for me was, which I thought the amount of time spent in the Animus was limited, mm. which made me go, I actually want to see more of that stuff. That's the cool stuff. That's where you've got them, mm. him and all these other assassins kind of reacting and integrating in this system. Um, I wanted more of that. Um, and I thought the end was... That I understand the story of the Assassin's Creed games, and the end still confused me. What was actually happening in the final third? Mm. Like, no, the stuff out because it goes outside of the animus for the final yeah. third. Um, and what's actually happening there for me was just confusing. And I know what it's referencing because I know those games. I know what the storyline is throughout those games. I thought it was fairly. But I still found it quite confusing. Of just what is it? Like, well, I understand maybe... what they're trying to well, do. Like what? So the MacGuffin they're trying to get, mm-hmm. I understand why they're trying to get it and what that does, but the end was just completely off kilter to the rest of what the film was. I felt. It I kind didn't of, think it kind so. Of really... I, think, I think it follows a very. I think it follows a very specific vision of the director, in the sense that the MacGuffin, the Apple of Eden. Yeah, yeah. You can say what it is because they mentioned it like two minutes into. It's in the pre uh, the pre film crawl. Mm-hmm. I think I can. I mean, I thought I understood where it's going. Maybe I don't. Maybe this is the problem. Maybe I'm there. Like I think it's a different film. I, no, I, I I thought it was a fairly clear ending to it about what's yet to come, because you know they've progressed the plot enough by that point yeah. for you to go. I think I know where this is going to go next. But my time. question is, I don't know if actually no. That's a question I'll ask you afterwards because I don't want to spoil where okay. the where the film goes. I think it's. Definitely, but I think the stuff in the facility also works, and I think the 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 difference for me is because maybe because I haven't played any of the games ever, Mm -hmm. I don't know all that much about what the setup is in terms of okay, you're this guy in this place, but I think the the facility story is interesting enough. I think you know there's elements to the story where you're just like "Mm, it's 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 by no means a great film. Mm. I'm not going to say it's going to be one of my top films of the year. But certainly my best, you know, my most surprising film of the year in the sense that it could have been shit. Oh. And I really didn't think it was. Also, two things. 
the fact that every scene is indicated by an eagle flying over, I understand yeah. that's a reference to the game, but for every single scene, became a bit of a piss take. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I was sat in probably the worst audience I've sat in in the past year. I mean, this is this is part of the reason I didn't enjoy it as much as I did. Because <laughs> I had my audience, because I had chatty tricks behind me. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is a maybe this is where we disagree for the first time this year. Maybe you think it's yeah. a bad film or well, an average I'm not, film. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I just don't. I like I said, it's not as bad as what people have made out. People have made out that it's terrible. Mm. Um, you know, it's definitely an improvement. There's a steady improvement on video game movies. Like mm. make films that are made from video games. You know, I thought I thought I preferred Warcraft to this, even though it is is kind I of. I preferred too elements much. of Warcraft to this, but I also preferred um, elements of this to elements of Warcraft. But I still don't think it's really as good as a lot of action films. It, I, and I'm not going to say anything more on it because I feel like we've we've done enough yeah. time now. But I will pick up on this with you afterwards because <laughs> I I don't I don't agree with the the um, camera work stuff. I I think it lingers on on the action scenes more than you think it does. Maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe you just need not to have chatty pricks in your audience. <laughs> Uh, I thought this is why we put cinema tickets up so that kids can stop going to the cinemas. Anyway, I thought that's the reason behind it. So, would you recommend seeing it? Yeah, I, yeah still go and see it because I still think there's enough in there to enjoy. I just don't think it's great. And I don't think it's. Re- really, I don't think it's all too good. Okay. <laughs> I, well, there's definitely elements. I do. But... So, what about that, guys? That's a <laughs> weird turn up for the books. Take that, anyone who says I hate film. <laughs> Apparently, I like films that I shouldn't like. I think the thing is, I hate film. Mm, this is it. Um, yeah, that's where we're going to have to leave it, though. Yeah. That's it. Where can people find us, though? You can find us on Facebook, on iTunes, and on Stitcher, and on Buzzsprout, and on Twitter. Twitter, we're at DinosaurMan15, Facebook, and all the other places, which is Dinosaurman Nerdcast. As always, there's thanks to go to Johnny Neves, who did the theme song. Thank you, Johnny. And you can rate, subscribe, comment, review, and recommend us to friends. That's not a thing. No, actually, it is. You just you speak just go with speak your to mouth. Speak to mouth. Uh, that's brilliant. That's it. Yeah. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. It is brilliant, isn't it? Good work. Uh, as always, I have been Alex Hudson. Oh, no, that's not how I do this. <laughs> thank you, Andy. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> thank I thank have you. been Alex Hudson. Uh, until next time. I don't think that DC will do any good films this year still. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be bad. Bye.